Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope everyone had a really good day today. The markets certainly did. That means your portfolios did, hopefully. 401ks, all that good stuff. Uh, lots to talk about today. Best day in the markets in seven months. That's at least for the Dow Jones and S&P 500. And uh, semiconductors up 3% today. Wow, SMH led the way. Exact textbook, textbook, textbook action. Good internals today. This has kind of been our playbook. And, and I know a lot of you join us every day here. Can't tell you how much we appreciate that. You know, this is this this is the setup that we were hoping for and looking for. And it looks like we have all of this now working to our advantage, right? We had a terrible six months. We just did. We had an awful six months. March to like September, the average stock was down, uh, depending on small cap or big cap, really had 20 to 50% losses. Uh, bear markets in, 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 in at least half of all stocks, okay? Uh, 20% losses or more. But the broad markets kept going higher. And see, that was a tell for us. Because if we were going to have a big-time sell-off, it would have happened when the vast majority of stocks were being hit. That didn't happen. Share buybacks played a big part of it. $800 billion, new all-time record so far this year in share buybacks with what? we still got a quarter to go. And then we got uh, 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 mergers and acquisitions. Same thing. Record levels, again, three months to go. So this is setting up to be... Very interesting final three months of the year. We think we think this is a melt-up environment. Just a reminder, Evercore, best in the business. Rich Ross, uh, his target uh, still 15, not not now, but it was 15% higher from uh, a day before yesterday's close. S&P 100, 5,000 is what he's calling. That's about 13% higher from here now. And same thing with Ed Hyman. They've been nailing this. Uh, we've, seen, we've seen the markets the same way, and I can't tell you – how great it is to work with, uh, to, to, we don't work with them, but to know them, to be able to receive their work. I'm talking about Evercore, ISI, Ed Hyman, and Rich Ross. These are pros, pros here. You know, and when you, when you are able to access quality research that works in conjunction with what you do, you know, that's kind of when magic starts to happen and you start to get a really good feel for things. That's kind of where we are right now. And they're very thankful for that. Again, Evercore, these guys are just rock stars. Uh, best in the business on Wall Street for sure. But again, we believe the lows are in place. We've now entered the best seven months of the year. Folks, again, this is where 90%, more than 90% of all stock market gains take place. Seasonality doesn't always work. But again, you look at, you look at all the tools that you can you know, put in your toolbox, right? And that's a big one. Seasonality is a big one, especially this time of year. But again, we've got the big four. Liquidity, earnings, seasonality, and sentiment. Right, bear sentiment, massive liquidity. <laughs> People, that it's, it, it really to me, I got to say is, it sometimes I laugh out loud when I see serious people say things, and I know that they're lying, right? And they know they're lying when they say it, but they you know they have to say it, like it's their job, it's their career on the line, and if they don't toe the company line, in this case, the Federal Reserve line that they will lose their job, they'll lose their wife, they'll lose their family, they'll lose the vacation house, it'll all be gone bye-bye. And that lie right now is that the Federal Reserve is going to start tapering, and they're going to wrap up their $120 billion a month in tapering from November to June, and then it'll be gone. That's the big lie that economists are telling. They know they're lying. They know they don't have a choice but to tell that lie. How can I say this with confidence? And I mean, folks, I'm talking about Take it to the bank confidence. How can I say this as a little East Texas guy, right, 
that's that, uh, you know, thousands of miles away from New York City now. How can I say that as a redneck in Sugarland, Texas? How, how do I know that the Federal Reserve is not going to taper $120 billion in QE between November to June? Because I know how the permanent ruling class operates. I know who they are, and I know what they do. And folks, the permanent ruling class is the Federal Reserve, it's the Democrat Party, it's the Republican Party, it's the Uniparty, it's all one thing. It's the permanent ruling class, and they, they always have each other's back. But it really applies to Democrats and the Fed, okay? We've covered this before, but I, I love covering this story because I don't hear anybody else talking about it. And that, that, that tells me that I'm I, I like a dog with a bone. You know, I got, I got the one thing that I'm talking about that is fact-based that nobody's talking about, and it's that important. And that is... We had eight, uh, excuse me, in Obama's eight years, we had one rate hike. Federal Reserve rate, remember, Obama's dim, right? Fed, permanent ruling class, same thing. One rate hike in Obama's eight years. The Fed doesn't do anything to upset the permanent ruling class and their position. In Trump's first two years, eight rate hikes. <laughs> you see, right? I mean, right there, you know. You can say it's a coincidence, right? But then how do you explain George Bush? I mean, W's not my favorite guy either, but from 2004 to 2006, the Federal Reserve raised rates 17 straight times. For those that wonder, maybe you don't remember exactly, it was a while back, how did the housing market and the financial crisis, how did all that, how did the markets collapse? How did 2007, 2008, how did that housing top take place and then the meltdown that followed? Remember, we almost lost our entire financial system. How did that happen again? It wasn't you and me getting too big a loan we couldn't afford. It wasn't the public, folks. It was the Federal Reserve raising rates 17 straight times, once again, during a Republican administration. That market crash guaranteed Barack Obama his job. Again, coincidence? No. No. <laughs> you, if you think, you can think that if you want to. I'm telling you, there's no coincidence. And that's what leads me to the big point here. The one that all the economists know the truth about, but they can't ever say it on TV because they'll lose their job, their benefits, all this, the, the money they get from the Federal Reserve. And they're all on the Fed's payroll. You know this, right? Uh, they get the, the either direct payments, they get salary, they get grants, they get to, uh, they get to scholarships for their, all their mentees, right? And, uh, of course, uh, they also get invited to the cool parties, all the economists' cool parties, right? Um, and, again, they're, 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 uh, they're, the new, uh, they're the new rules of the world, you know, of the financial world. The economists are. They're feeling it. They don't want to give that up. So what essentially what I'm saying is that the odds that there'll be aggressive tapering in a year of midterm elections next year are slim to none, and slim has left the building. Very, very they'll have there'll be some tapering. There'll be some tapering, but it, it'll be very, very minor. Uh the, the Fed's just not gonna do anything that could hurt the Dems chances. Of winning in the midterms, they're gonna—they need all the help they can get, obviously, because of the stiff that's running things right now. Uh, or, excuse me, not running things; is holding the title of president right now. But again, the markets love this setup as well. Again, uh, we're, we're going higher. This is, uh, and pretty soon, and it won't be all that long from now. Really, the markets will start discounting what's going to happen in the midterms, which should almost certainly be a red wave. The only way it's not a red wave is that they really cheat. 
They could do it. They've done it before. But remember, they only cheated on the presidential election, right? Republicans won 27 and 27 head-to-head battles with Democrats in the House in 2020. So they didn't find a way to rig congressional races. Don't put anything past them. Maybe they found out a way to do it. But I tell you, if they rig it again, I think this country is going to explode. I really do. I think we're going to see you'll, – you'll see – You'll see people take 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 their anger to the next level. Where that goes, you know, you just don't know. All it takes is a spark, really, at that point. But that's why people are really alert to this now. So I think the markets, again, the huge move higher today, best in seven months. Markets are telling us right now, we're going to have a, a red wave. It's going to be great for the markets. The, the 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 damage that Biden can do from that point forward, again, very very slim. Executive order, president. And those you just can't do a whole lot of damage to a country with executive orders. Now, certainly with his uh, with his border uh, issues and other things, is there's plenty of of damage that can be done. But that's that is frankly, it's manageable. It is manageable, believe it or not. Uh, again, let's uh, hit the markets here. Uh, run a little bit late on this, I guess. Dow Jones up 534 points, closing right at the highs today, up one and a half percent, thirty four thousand nine twelve. Uh, SP 500 actually up bigger, 1.7 percent, up 74 points at 44.38. Rust 2000 up 1.4 percent, and finally Nasdaq led the way. What you want to see up 1.73 percent, just beating the SP 500, but up a big 251 points on Nasdaq to 14,823. And uh, <clears throat> as Tyler pointed out to me, uh, you know, we always of course have our calls before the podcast. And uh, he picks up things that I just don't see. He, he follows those sectors very, very closely. And uh, if you remember, uh, we were talking about this like a week or so ago. The transports were not looking healthy, right? They're back right to 200-day. I think they even dropped below the 200-day. I know that the, the uh, housing index did. Uh, yeah, yeah, same thing. Transports and housing both dropped below the 200-day moving average. Actually, HGX, the housing index, Fair amount below it. Now, it closed back above it today. HGX up 2.5% today. Transports up 1.5%. And, uh, you know, in the VR investing system, this is very important stuff here. Uh, you know, as bullish as we are, I will tell you straight up that if housing and the transports flip back around and start going down, that's a, that's a, sell, that's a sell signal for us. That's a negative sell signal. There are leading economic indicators as it, come, as it comes to uh, between the economy and the stock market. Uh, and our best uh, discounting mechanism being both housing and transports, shipping, trucking, you know, uh, all, all transportation included there, airlines as well. But, you know, we just we want to see this. These two groups continue to be fired. We think that's exactly what's going to happen. Really good to see the action today as well. Uh, in our uh, internals, again, very good. That This is one of the things, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. We saw some important tells yesterday. First of all, J.P. Morgan got you know, the, the largest criminal enterprise in banking. Okay, that's just fact, folks. That is just fact based on their fe- felony charges, the, the 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 things they've been actually found guilty of, uh, not including all the fines and penalties, etc. That's J.P. Morgan. But they reported earnings yesterday, and the stock got smoked two point eight percent. Now, in a, in, a, in a bearish market, see that's the kind of thing that could hit the market. That didn't happen yesterday, right? Nasdaq finished up one hundred and five points, led the way yesterday. Again, what you want to see. Uh, but it's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. Second thing is the internals. Again, yesterday was not pretty action most of the day till the close, but the internals were solid throughout the day. 
VRA investing system keys off of that. The internals are the foundation of building blocks of future market action. And finally, the Smart Money Hour. Yesterday was really good. That had not been the case, right? We, we saw a pattern change yesterday with a good final hour. Again, today, boom, we closed at the highest of the day today. Everything we're seeing, these are, these, are the, these are the repeating patterns we want to see that say we're bullish, bullish, bullish. Very, uh, very, very good signs here. Nothing at all, frankly, to be concerned about today. Famous last words, maybe, but uh, this all looks very good. Internals, <clears throat> NASDAQ, right at 2 to 1 positive. You know what? For a day, 1.7%, I might have thought it'd be a little better, but we're not. you can't complain with 2 to 1 positive. Uh, NYSE was even better. Uh, better than 3 to 1 positive, advanced decline. And volume in YSE was right at 3 to 1 positive as well. Very good readings there. Same thing in new 52-week highs and lows. We had about, to, to, what is this, uh, 270 new 52-week highs to just about 80 new 52-week lows. I'm kind of rounding around there. Uh, but again, these are solid beats. That's across the board beats. The internals are getting it going again. Very important to see it. Very good to see it. This is a confirmation day. Make no mistake. This is a confirmation day across the board. There's everything about today was bullish. Every single thing that happened today was bullish. Semis led, led NASDAQ. NASDAQ leads the broad market. All the internals. So we've got sentiment that's bare. Fear of Green Index down to 32. 32! <laughs> I mean, it's just the craziest thing you've ever seen, right? I mean, if you don't follow these sentiment indexes like we do, and again, that comes back from my mentors a long time ago, it is just insane to see people this bearish when this market has done this good. But at the same time, I do understand it. We've had a pretty suck-ass last couple of years. There's a lot of reason to be concerned about things, especially with the guy we have in the office, of office right now. But the point being is that's just this is just another sign that this bull market has legs, has a long ways to a long, long, long ways to go uh, to, uh, before we have any any uh, any concerns of being overbought or having sentiment being too euphoric. It's not euphoric at all. Sector watch today, very very good. All eleven S and P five hundred sectors finished higher in the day, led by materials. Really good for the economy, up 2.4%. Of course, materials are resuming. Uh, we look at all-time highs there. Technology up 2.2%, again, leading the way. Industrials up 1.9%. Again, we had no losers. 11 for 11 to the upside. Fantastic day today. Uh, earnings so far coming in really solid again. That's going to continue to be the case. A lot of upside earnings surprises will continue to be the theme. Not just this quarter, folks. We're talking about multiple quarters going forward. Wall Street analysts are just way too pessimistic. They just haven't caught up to what's really happening underneath the surface, which is that inflation. We're at the stage right now of inflation helps things. Inflation at this level we're at now, at this part of the, uh, of the economic recovery, is bullish. It's forcing everything higher. It's inflating the markets higher. Real estate, cryptocurrencies, equity prices, all being inflated higher. At some point, that will begin to act as a buffer for economic growth. We're just not there yet. And again, these things can go on longer than you think. Um, and, uh, let's see here. What else? All right. So I'm going to transition here and talk a little bit about coronavirus insanity because, you know, this is, uh, we covered a lot of this, covered a lot of this yesterday. This is, we're getting down now to the rubber, rubber meets the road. You know, this is crunch time. This is the time that you put your starters in. This is the time that everybody on the bench is locked in, right? The coach has got his A game going. This is that time. Folks, we are very close to being victorious. But I, by we, I mean patriots that still have a brain in their head. I mean, I just got to start being a little more in your face about this with some people. 
Because, you know, Joe Biden was on TV today again. Say, <laughs> he started by saying, we don't want to have anything to buy this. And then he started talking about the pandemic of the unvaccinated. I mean, what, what a, it's just, you just can't believe the, the frauds, the charlatans, the liars these people are. Uh, they call Trump all these names. Man, it's always projection with the left, isn't it? But, he, you know, he went on to talk about today. Um, he wants to, to bring everybody together and the vaccines are the key. Blah, 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 blah. That's just so not true. Look at what's happening in, in city after city, state after state, country after country. The highest vaccinated populations are the ones being hit the hardest. Now, is that how they sold us the vaccines? No. So this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is quickly becoming, it has become, it has become a pandemic of the vaccinated. Super spreaders. Folks, I, 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 I'm sorry if you're vaccinated, but I'm not sorry. Uh, it's, it's, we're, we're all about personal choice. I'm not blaming anyone. I support your choice to do what you want to do. But it's time to call the truth the truth. And the reality is, you see these cities, like, for example, the uh, city in Ireland today. Uh, I just I tweeted this out a little while ago. Uh, I want to get this exactly right here, these numbers. Uh, this, uh, this city in Ireland <clears throat> has uh, 90, let me, I want to get it just right. I'm just scrolling down one second here. <laughs> uh, I follow some fun people on Twitter. Jesse Kelly certainly one of them. He's fantastic. Uh, here it is. Waterford, Ireland. Waterford, Ireland. 99.7% of the city is vaccinated. 99.7%. And it now has the highest infection rate in all of Ireland. I mean, folks, this is just, this is prima facie evidence now. This is like in your face evidence that this is a pandemic of the vaccinated now I, I I know what the I know what the the comeback is to that, but 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 you know at least they're not getting seriously ill. Yeah, they may be getting it, but they're not dying like they were. I I I, I agree with that, but that has nothing that has nothing to do with the vaccines. Have people forgotten what herd immunity is? Have people forgotten that every strain of a virus is weaker than the, the strain that came before it? This is exactly the way viruses mutate. They are weaker. They have less and less less of an impact. Folks, I'm just telling you straight up, at the end of the day, I'm talking about when the honest history books are written, and we know who those are. They won't be in the school books in most cases, but we'll, we know the truth, right? Those of us that are, that are, that are how do I put this? I don't know, uh, that have a modicum of common sense and know the truth from lies. We'll, we'll all know the truth, right? It's like we know about the stolen rigged election, right? We'll know the truth. Uh, about 9-11, right? I mean, 9-11, nobody believes the official story because it's not believable anymore. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to AE911truth.org. Spend five minutes there and you'll be blown away. Uh, but you know, this is my job. This is why I, I research things, okay? And I've done this long enough that I trust my instincts. And, and, and this, is just, this is just the reality that you look at this and you go, the, 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 the evidence is clear. The, the, we're going to find out that these vaccines have done almost nothing. Almost nothing. I'm not saying some people haven't benefited from it, but do we really know that? All, what we know for sure is that the vaccine uh, has gotten uh, forced on us. It's caused tons of division in this country. 
Uh, and we, we also have no idea what the long-term consequences are going to be. So I didn't, I don't really want to dwell on that too much. But again, just another city, right, in another country, we're seeing this all over the world where the, the highest vaccinated are in the most trouble. And so here we go again. Now, now Biden says today that good news, just after he said he didn't want to be, uh, you know, uh, divisive. <laughs> he says, great news. We're ready. We've purchased enough vaccines for all children between the ages of 5 and 11 in the United States. Families will be able to sleep easier at night knowing their kids are protected. Wow. Wow. Should I say, let's go, Brandon? Or can I just be honest and say, fuck Joe Biden? Because, folks, if you have a child, this, I mean, again, this is just, this is, it's time for some straight up talk here. If you have a child of 5 to 11 years old, okay, remember, since the beginning of coronavirus, less than 500 kids under the age of 18 have died with coronavirus. Not from, really, but we'll, we'll give them that. We'll say it's 500. But it's 499 was the last number from the CDC. 499 kids under 18 have died with coronavirus. A thousand kids every year die of drowning. So 499 versus almost two years now, we'll, we'll say it's 1,800 kids have died of drowning. 499 have died with Rona. So if your child is 5 to 11 years old and you're listening to this moron on TV, I'm going to tell you straight up, it's not too late for you to consider the adoptions process because anything else is child abuse. It's like forcing your kid to wear a mask. This is, we're talking about child abuse here. You know, and, and with these vaccines, this could be permanent damage. A lot of kids are dying from this. Folks, just do your research and due diligence. Please do not trust anybody in D.C. Do your own research, right? Make your own decisions. And by the way, I'm talking about don't trust anybody in D.C. Don't trust me. Don't trust Trump. Certainly don't trust Biden, okay? Trump, Trump is not getting off the hook with me on this. This whole thing launched under him. He knew early on that this was about something very different. Really, about it was about belling out the global economy is what it really was about. Big part of it anyway. The rest is about control and uh, you know uh, the, essentially giving governments more power over the people. And uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we've covered that a lot here over the years. But we're starting to see some really good things. Uh, I'd also encourage everybody that you know you see movies. This show, the show like on Hulu is called uh, Dope Sick, and it's. Um, uh, a show about you know, the, the opioid crisis. And you just got to remember what happened at the FDA then. The FDA allowed uh, uh, a, a new op opioid uh, by P Purdue uh, uh, Pharmaceutical, uh, which was uh, the, uh, not MS Cotton, not the morphine, the one, uh, the, the one that was, uh, this, that started all this. Anyway, they allowed them to have a separate label that had never been used before. They said it was not, uh, it was not uh, uh, going to be, uh, Addictive. It was not Schedule 2. And, uh, wow. And then, but then you remember what happened just now. Here we have Pfizer, okay? Scott Gottlieb was the head of the FDA. And then about a year before coronavirus, he gets a cushy job at Pfizer on the board. The guy that becomes the FDA head was at Pfizer. So they're just, they're just flipping positions. And now they're all making you know, tens, hundreds, billions of dollars from this. And so, again, it's just, you know, you got to, you just got to stay alert to the news and understand there are not, there are not coincidences here. Certainly not in something this big. Um, aspirin. Wow. You know, now they're, now, now they're saying after 70 years that aspirin 
probably shouldn't be taken. It's a, it, it could cause more harm than good. For 70 years, we thought it was great to take an aspirin a day for heart health. But once the word got out that aspirins are help, aspirin helping people survive coronavirus, maybe 50% increases your odds, 50%, you won't have to be hospitalized. That's, that's what one study is showing. You know, yesterday, they come out and say, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't take aspirin anymore. It's just, you, you just really can't believe the criminality and the lies, the fraud that we're surrounded with, which is why I say, don't trust anybody. But don't trust these morons at, 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 in D.C. or the CDC or, um, or FDA, certainly in National, National Institutes of Health, certainly don't trust these morons. Um, come, to, come, come to our podcast every day. Subscribe to the VRA. You know, we do the research for you, the due diligence. We're not always right. We get a lot wrong. But you know what? We also do our homework. And we get the big, we get the big things right, generally speaking, with great sources and uh, we don't take a position on something until we believe we're very confident about it. And that's, that's why we do get these calls right. Um, okay, let's look today at uh, precious metals today. Gold today, kind of quiet today, really, but we, a good move higher yesterday. Confirmation moved today. Gold is right at its 200-day moving average, up $3 an ounce today at $17.97. Silver at $23.57, up $0.40 cents an ounce, still below its 200-day. Uh, copper really is having a nice move higher now, back to four sixty dollars a pound, up 2% today. Oil today up a dollar a barrel, eighty-one forty-four. Again, looking fantastic. A little bit of consolidation here. It's had a hell of a run. Bitcoin up three ninety-one at fifty-seven thousand six hundred and fifty-six. Folks, with that, uh, as always, appreciate you joining us. Uh, please uh, come and join us full time at vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close. <music>